first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now, don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Glad I was right. You're just a criminal murders people. Be careful how you speak to me, boy. I thought I could change my name. Start a new life. But I could never escape his shadow. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And this episode, we are talking about Marvel's latest offering into the MCU, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and how we're still trying to apologize for Iron Man 3. Please don't hate us anymore. But this one. No. The long, longest time. Wow. <laughs> I, re- I, I, Shortest I, review ever. No. I really like Iron Man 3, and I really like what they did with the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. And I can't help but feel like a lot of this movie is, um, yeah, Marvel playing like, come on, fans. See, we were just kidding. We still love you. Yeah, I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I think like, well, I, yeah. I don't so, know well, what you mean. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the Mandarin is this great I'm uh, a Marvel villain who originally was basically just like a really bad racist depiction of a um, Chinese character. And he was Iron Man's arch nemesis. Right. So they introduced the Mandarin into Iron Man 3 and all the marketing and stuff. It was Ben Kingsley and everyone was like, oh, this is going to be so good and so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the ten rings. It's going to be fantastic. They're rings on his fingers. No. Anyway, um, and and then there was like the twist where it was like he was an actor, <laughs> and it was all fake because Shane Black was like the villain's not that interesting. I might just spice it up and throw a bit of a twist in, which I was okay with because I never found the Mandarin interesting. He's just yeah, a pretty bad. Who, it's a boring villain. He's a hoodoo voodoo, like bad, really bad racist depiction of a Chinese character with his Fu Manchu mustache and stuff. 
<laughs> he shoots like lightning out of his rings and he fights Iron Man. It's a bit, it's just, I don't know. In this day and age, I think a bit past it. Like when Iron Man was fresh out of the Vietnam War and people weren't sensitive to the issues of race at all, <laughs> it, it seemed to fly okay. Now it's like, that's why I like they turned it on its head. And a lot of this, I think, was as much as this is a Shang-Chi film, I feel like it's a, an attempt to um, really distance themselves from that because people were so upset by it. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's it, that I don't even remember Iron Man 3. I've seen it, but it just doesn't stick in my memory, that film. I have it's to really, say. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's in my top five. Sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah, all right. Of the Marvel movies. It's it's yeah. it's Shane Black. You don't have to do much to impress me. Okay. All right. A couple of like superb one-liners and I'm on board. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it now that you've sort of mentioned that link there because And then obviously the it plays Ben a Kingsley in character film. in it just seemed so weirdly placed, I have to say. It was I I don't know why it was there really, other than what you're yeah. saying, probably. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they produced a short film called um, Hail to the King where Trevor Slattery, the British actor, is in prison and the real Mandarin broke him out, like like kidnapped him from prison to be like, you took his name in vain. And I thought that was going to be their nice way of being like, cool, there you go, everybody. He's not the real Mandarin. The real Mandarin's still out there. Don't sweat it. And then they just went and made this movie. <laughs> Like so much so that it's it's in the title of the film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, because it's all about the Ten Rings, these alien artifacts that the Mandarin uses as his weapons. So they're obviously leaning on it pretty heavily. To me, we've got our new infinity stones. Oh, you th no, they're not that important. No, well, I'm <laughs> suggesting there's something. They're suggesting something at the end of it. I just, you know, they always want this sort of, I guess, point to center everything around. And there was a suggestion at the end of the film that it something's coming for them. We don't and know what they are. Yeah, that sort of thing. So I just get the feeling that we're going to get a bit of a rehash of that MacGuffin of Infinity Stones or power artifacts. <laughs> the power thing. Yeah. yeah, I felt that um, despite the fact that the Legend of the Ten Rings was in the title of the film, I didn't feel that it was about them at all. You don't see them much in the movie. They're sparingly used. Um, I just thought it was about this guy who was running away from his abusive family. So <laughs> that's what it was to me. Really, really shit family. Yeah. <laughs> With your warlord dad and dead mum. <laughs> yeah. You always got to have a dead parent figure. I mean, poor Shang, he's a lot like Peter Parker. Um, the mum has already been Uncle Ben and, you know, taught him about the power of responsibility. And is also a somewhat reluctant hero. <laughs> yeah. I, I found the, I, I mean, yes, it's a family drama ultimately. If you're going to talk about it as a film in its core, it's that family drama and reconciling with, you know, your parents or however you're going to be considering them. Uh, but it was just so laboured. Like, so many, um, you know, how would you call it? M memory shots, you know, going back again in these supposedly poignant moments emotionally for the characters. And it just I felt so forced. I just didn't believe it whatsoever. It's like the Marvel origin story syndrome. 
that we have to deal with every time. Yeah, except this one What's... rips every single trope from before. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. It, just it has it to do so them long. in these horrible flashbacks. But the, some of them were exactly the same and constantly. So uh, just yeah. getting <laughs> overwhelmed with it, I I lost interest in it entirely and I just sort of went, eh, I, I don't care about this bit. And then I went, oh, that's a cool-looking monster. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of suddenly I'm trying to get something else out of the film because that was not carrying it for me. I oddly I was like I found I was really enjoying it up until they got captured. Mm. So there's a point in the film where they're kind of like going on their adventure and he's like, "Yes, I'm actually the super martial arts guy." And then they get um captured and by, you know, his his dad and then the movie sort of shifts gears and changes from being this like pretty cool martial arts movie like there's a fight on a bus that i was like this is i'm okay with this yeah. <laughs> i'm really okay really, with this what a good scene yeah yeah but then it turns into like black panther we go to the asian super city that's hidden away from from site where we're gonna fight see lots of cgi monsters fight each other and like that's all i could think of i'm like i've seen this before and I'm not, and I'm not interested. I was really digging the cool martial arts movie, and then it just turned into a CGI shit flying everywhere movie, where it just becomes a, another superhero movie. Yeah. Soul sucking in so many ways, huh? No, oh, yeah. so many ways, <laughs> so I, many ways. Yeah, I would have loved it to have just been, you know, a martial arts movie and just focus on the friendship between Chung and Katie, who's played really well by Aquafina. I, She's I really, fantastic. I really buy their friendship and their almost lackadaisical approach to life. I mean, their valet drivers at a hotel, it captures that late 20s, early 30-somethings that make feel a little bit directionless. And that would have been a very interesting exploration into that kind of attitude turning into heroism, but it doesn't come full circle. It, well, it, it does, but in a really sloppy way, like yeah. bad training montage, <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even feel that was sort of, in a way, completing that loop for me personally. It was just sort of a circumstance, you know, what we have to have the female character do something. Oh, let's make her an archer for a day. <laughs> yeah. Which is unfortunate because I thought she was a really. Well, they said they set her up as this kind of cool driver, like. Yeah, exactly. But, but in the in the in the medieval Chinese <laughs> village, you don't have. Yeah, and, and if you wanted to focus on, I guess, the prowess or the skill of another female character, they should have focused way more on the sister, who I thought was really underutilized. She was great. <laughs> she was great but like she kind of got nothing except for this like moment of like oh she betrayed them oh no she didn't like yeah exactly i would have loved to have seen more of her relationship with her brother they've been estranged for many many years i just feel this movie had so many opportunities and it didn't stick the landing with them yeah that's that's my biggest issue with it i've got i've, I've got lots of issues but um <laughs> the um, um the, the 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 villain swap stuff the, uh, we can I can pick the whole plot apart, but I don't want to do that because it's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, cast is all really good. Like mm. Tony Learn is one of the like I think greatest actors on the planet. Yeah. Who, like his work in Chinese films are 
is unbelievable. Like from Infernal Affairs to Red Cliff and stuff like that. Like he's really an amazingly talented guy. And he does a pretty okay job as the villain. Mm. He seems more interesting than everyone else in the movie. Yeah. Well, he seems more convincing. Like he's yeah. Uh, I guess his motivation behind all of his actions is convincing. But again, I think it still gets it, lost to that labor. It, it falls reflections that we see. Yeah. And it just, it's too much. Yeah. But we, once we, again, I've you seen got the that idea early. Too. Yeah. Um, I, I really did enjoy the action sequences uh, with the, you know, I guess martial arts cross <laughs> something more. Uh, it's Wire um, fighting and. Yeah. The choreography uh, is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I really, really enjoyed it, like much more than, say, Mortal Kombat and things like that, because it just seemed to have a, a nice flow to it and you were able to follow what was going on. Um, mm. So that was really good. Uh, I like the production design of um, mm. the dragons and monsters, but just it doesn't all glue together that well, um, unfortunately. The acting was great really solid yeah, yeah. absolutely solid there was no problem there and i think it's coming down to the script just probably trying to pack in too much too little effect it's sort of like diluting things by putting too many things in mm. i think it's also it's an origin movie and it's also trying to establish this new phase in the marvel cinematic universe which is why you have the inclusion of the character of wong i'm happy to see wong anytime like he's a fabulous character but i think because the film is trying to do too many things you just tend to lose focus and you need to just stick with the one and i think had they just done the origin story of shang chi they could have cut out a lot of the fat hmm. and i hated the i really didn't like the shifting from focusing on when we as kind of the antagonist to then introducing you know like another giant end of the world monster threat thing i i was i'm fine with low stakes i really am <laughs> totally okay with with low stakes it's it you don't need it every time we just had thanos we don't need it every time yeah and i guess it, if it's more low stakes as well it says more to the personal journey of the hero rather than having to save the day and you know get the girl and all that kind of yeah. stuff whereas you know it's this tiny little village that just needs to be safe. That would have been a really good way to deal with, I guess, the antagonist. Yeah, just made it more per a personal conflict. Yeah, exactly. Which it was leading that way, and then it just abruptly stopped. But oh no, we've got this giant monster behind this dragon. Yeah, we had to scale cave thing. We had, had to rip out uh, Marvel's Cthulhu and <laughs> go from there. Mm. It, it, mm. Yeah, yeah. That this that the last like half of the movie, I felt so detached. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like you said earlier, I really started losing interest once they got captured after um, the Macau scene in the skyscraper fight. I was just like, oh, it's time to tap out. <laughs> yep, I left my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, here we go. Pen ben Kinsley's in this movie too. Oh, that's nice. Oh, he's got a headless wombat thing. Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I have to say my son found that headless thing hilarious. So... Maybe yeah. well, not your boys. boys. <laughs> he was, he was almost falling off the couch when he How was does it eat like How off does the it chair. Fart? I should say in the cinema. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, look, it does its job. It's sort of like the cute little thing. It's mm. like R2-D2 is the cute little thing in the Star Wars universe as well as BB-8. So it does serve a purpose. And I'm sure the mm. plush toy will be very, very cute when it comes out. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> I still don't quite... Like I know you've explained why Ben Kingsley's in it as a an apology almost, but <laughs> still don't understand why why in this film and now it just sort of added this whole other thing which again diluted it's it. all about the idea of the Mandarin, right? Which, which is interesting because not, not clear whatsoever to someone I, who's well, watching if you've, it without that. Yeah, yeah, but not making this for you. They're making it for the people who've seen oh, okay, each yeah, movie right. forty Sorry. times. It's all no, 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 I'm not. I'm not being like, <laughs> and and that's and you're absolutely right. That is a criticism that can be made, and is it's not. It's that makes it not good when you have to be like, what? <laughs> you shouldn't have to go and Wikipedia everything just to figure out why something's in a movie. Yeah, I feel it's another way to tie this phase back to the previous phase as well with the Mandarin. Everyone's just like, hey, everybody, remember how good the Iron Man movies was? Here's the Mandarin. Here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> and maybe that's why I really liked the Iron Man movies is that, like, back to the question of stakes, they were never particularly high. It was like, I'm no. going to kill you and take over the family business or, like, I'm just going to murder the president. <laughs> like, yeah. They were never end it. of the worldy type stuff. There were problems that Tony Stark had either created or needed to solve. And that's actually a perfectly reasonable way to tell your story. There's no high stakes. It's just completely involved with the character. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know. I liked Shang-Chi, but the guy, the, the, the character, <laughs> not the movie. Yeah, but I, I still, I, yeah, it's fine. I still felt like, okay, it's just another guy for the roster. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked the character and I liked all the acting. I just feel that the movie did a disservice to everyone in it. Like, it could have been something that was really interesting, but unfortunately, it just didn't meet the measure. You don't misuse Michelle Yeoh and get away with it. As far as yeah. I'm concerned. Well, you know what? The mummy in the Tomb of the Drunken Emperor did, and that's what she get. <laughs> Failure. Remember that movie? <laughs> yeah, it had Yetis in it. That's cool. Yeah. But the rest of it was pretty crap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if, if we're, I mean, this movie's like really well reviewed, by the way. This is like rocking, what have we got on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment? 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that might be a little bit to do with that we haven't seen a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in the cinema in a while. That might be part of the reason. Oh, you think people are like overreacting because they just missed it? Yeah, perhaps. Whereas, you know, I'm starting to feel a lot of, I guess, Marvel superhero movie fatigue. Um, it just doesn't really excite me in the same way that it used to anymore, unfortunately, because it's just telling the same stories over and over again and they're not learning their lessons from the previous iterations. Like they keep repeating the same things which people have problems with. Yeah, well, I was just I'm reading a little review now for like the one negative review and this guy's getting like slammed for voicing his opinion because that's the world we live in now. Uh, it's a movie about the same gifted kid imposter syndrome as every other self-doubting hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty accurate summation. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know if I'm like expecting too much of them because some of them have been very good. But I feel like every single one of these origin stories has just been really mediocre. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a way to sort of, um, I guess, generate some interest in the character and maybe the sequel will be really good. Because we are going to get one. <laughs> Shang-Chi and... Where he... hey, guess... <laughs> Shang-Chi, hey, guess what? It's actually 20 rings. <laughs> <sighs> Spoilers. I think um, the, I, I, on the issue of representation, I first, I think that's a, the the amazing part of it. Oh and yeah, don't in, get me wrong. That's a like it's a great. That's thing really to do. good. Yeah, I just wish it yeah. was a better movie to, I guess, fully represent the greatness of this community. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, but I think it's I think it's cool that like you know, uh, you know, a young Asian kid will be able to go to the cinema and see a superhero that is them. You know, mm. I had, I had the nerd. I had Peter Parker growing up. I got Spider-Man like 14 times already. <laughs> so yeah. it's, maybe it is for the, maybe it is a really good thing that someone else gets that, that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. They had to do a lot of work too. I was reading. I had to do a lot of work to really change the character to make it kind of uh, palatable as well. Like um, the character of Shang Chi, who was like the son of Fu Manchu, the uh, really horrifically racist Chinese dragon in Marvel comics. Oh, okay. So they really had to work hard to uh, <laughs> to make the character fit into today's sort of expectations of it. Mm. Yeah, um, I've already got a bit of fatigue over superhero films, yeah. and this just adds to it. Mm. Ultimately, that's my <laughs> my take on it. Well, I'm well. Yeah, there's just so many, and they're not stopping. We've already got Eternals by the end of the year too. We've got another Marvel movie and Spider Man by the end of the year as well. Yeah. <laughs> just keep coming back. <laughs> Trailer for Batman dropped this morning. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're not going anywhere. And we will be here, dear listener, to <laughs> tear them. them apart for you. Ah, <laughs> oh, there might be a good one amongst them. You never know. That Batman. Yeah, I'm low-key excited know. for that one. <laughs> I'm really excited for Batman. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> what makes you excited for Batman, though? What makes this different to any other Batman? I'm always excited uh, for Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look look i'm excited to see a scary version of the riddler i'm really excited to see colin farrell play the penguin i'm excited to see kind of uh i actually think robert pattinson's a really good actor so i'm actually really excited to see him play um bruce wayne andy circus is alfred like it's ticking a lot of boxes for me and i think matt reeves is a really good director so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think on paper it all sounds really, really good. Um, I also think um, R. Pats is a really good actor. He gets a lot of flack for the Twilight movies, but nobody hates them as much as he does, so I have a lot of respect for him. <laughs> and openly, openly is like, look, look, I have bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Shang-Chi, enough about Batman. Let's say you go. How interesting <laughs> Shang-Chi is, we're talking about Batman. <laughs> oh, um, no, I asked the question, but yeah. It is about Shang-Chi, so. Yes. 
Um, oh. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I said, the first half of the movie I found really fun. It's got some really nice visuals. The, the fight choreography is excellent until it turns into like shooting laser beams. But um, yeah, I, I've i seen better in the MCU. And... Yep, I think you summed it up really well. Um, it's another MCU movie. Unfortunately, I've just seen better ones. Yeah, I, I think most people who, if you enjoy spectacles, which this is definitely a spectacle. Uh, you'll enjoy this. Uh, just it won't be something that is as memorable as some of the better ones that have come along. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was a trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and the song at the end was the Shang-Chi main theme. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, we are available on Instagram.